This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Welcome everyone to this special evening and event in honor of the Sefer, the Mystery and the Majesty, which Baruch Hashem, this is the third year of the Sefer, the Mystery and the Majesty, and the Siyat to the Shmaya. There are many important ideas uh, that are discussed in the Sefer regarding the month of Elul and how to prepare ourselves for Rosh Hashanah the proper way to do tshuva, the best kind of tshuva, how to take tshuva in small steps, what our focus should be on Rosh Hashanah. And I would like to thank uh, my dear friends at Chazak. This event is being hosted by Chazak, Rav Ilan Meirav, Rav Yaniv Meirav. I want to thank Rabbi Eboff for orchestrating tonight's event and whatever you could do to be mechazek Chazak in their efforts in helping Klal Yisrael. They do tremendous uh, service to the Jewish people, especially in the area of enlisting public school s- children in yeshivas. So whatever you could do to help them out, tonight's event is sponsored by Chickens for Shabbos, which is an amazing organization dedicated to feeding the most important members of Klal Yisrael, the, the neediest members of Klal Yisrael. Please go to the Yad Eliezer site and click the icons for... Amonois, Agunois, and Melamdim. And help out those members of the Jewish people that need your help the most, those who we are so dependent on. Without our Melamdim, there would be no future generation for Klal Yisrael. So please help them out, especially before Rosh Hashanah. And may HaKadosh Baruch Hu bless you with the year of Toiva Ubracha Lanu Ulechal Yisrael. Amen. So tonight's event is dedicated to the mystery and the majesty. You want to know, how do I get the book? You don't have it yet? First of all, you probably have it, but you probably want another copy, or you want to send it to your friend, or to your cousin, or to your brother. So go to the ArtScroll website, artscroll.com, and you can get a, a special, uh, you could get a copy with free shipping now. Use the promo code MYSTERY, and you could get it shipped to you uh, free, with the promo code MYSTERY. So I want to share with you this evening a few very important ideas for the days of Slichais, for Rosh Hashanah, for Arab Rosh Hashanah, and how we could take advantage of this crucial and critical time of the year. I would like to share with you seven very important ideas. Idea number one. What is Slichais? Atem Nitzavim Hayoim Rishonim bring down, Atem Nitzavim is Gematria, Lamoid L'Slichos. This is already a Gematria brought by the Kadmonim. That this time of the year, it's not enough to daven Slichos. You know, why, why do we have to get up early to say Slichos? Why get up early? Why don't we have Shachos at regular time? And we'll add Slichos. Either we could start it at the time of Shachos or say it later in the day. But there's an emphasis of Lamoid to get up early to daven slichais. And it hit me this morning, as we were saying the slichais, there are two psukim, where we emphasize an idea that what slichais is, is knocking on the door. We say, We don't come to you with kindness, with good deeds. We're knocking on your door like impoverished people. 
where we say, we're knocking on your door, compassionate and merciful one. Please do not send us away empty-handed. When somebody needs something, they can make a phone call, they could send a letter, or maybe they'll bump into you in shul and they'll make the request. But if someone is desperate and it's an urgent matter, they'll knock on your door. Knocking on, one, on someone's door is in a way a very humbling and belittling experience to have to knock on someone's door. But that's what we're doing with slichais. We're knocking on the door of the Riban Shem. And that is accomplished by la'amoid, by getting up early. By getting up early in the morning, what we're doing is we're, we're taking the initiative. We're taking the first step. We're going out of our comfort zone. And when you go out of your comfort zone, that shows the urgency of the matter. That shows how, how tenuous the situation is. And that's the idea of slichais. De la secha dafaknu rachum v'chanon. Noal teshivein. this is not regular tefillah. Now we're knocking on your door. And we hope to elicit the Rachamei Shamayim as we knock on the door of the Rebbe Hashem. That's the first idea. Then it struck me yesterday, while saying the Slichais, right before we open up the Arayin, which in a way is like a climax, it's the most intense Bakasha we make in the Slichais, we say, Zuchoy Rachamecha, we ask Hashem to remember, to remember, and then we say, Then we say, And we make a number of requests, and each request, we quote a Pasuk. We say, And then we quote the Pasuk. We say, And we quote the Pasuk. We say, We say the Pasuk, We say, We make 13 requests. Unbelievable. It occurred to me, I counted, we make 13 requests. And of course, this is uh, very reasonable. After all, the main principle of the slichos are the Yudgimu Midas Harachamim. So perhaps after we invoke the Yudgimu Midas Harachamim, and every day we do it at least 13 times, excuse me, at least 3 times, we invoke Hashem Hashem at least 3 times, we invoke the Yudgimu Midas Harachamim, then we actually make 13 requests. They are, remember the bris avais, remember the bris rishonim, do what you promised not to defile us in the galos, be available to our request, circumcise our hearts, throw upon us the purifying waters, wipe out our sins like a cloud, wipe out our sins for your sake, wipe in our sins, have mercy on us, gather us from the exile, gather our captives, and bring us to the Beis HaMikdash. These are the 13 requests. And we could say, the reason why we make 13 requests, by the way, we could say as follows. We know that the Lavush tells us that the pattern of Slichais is patterned after Tefillah. Begins with Ashrei to be able to say Chatzik Kaddish. 
We then say, Ke'ena Psuke de Zimra, Lecha Hashem We say, like, Shemayna Esrei, Yud Gimomidah Tarachamim. And we could say that, just like in Shemayna Esrei, there's 13 Bakashos, the 13 middle brachos. So too, here also we make these 13 requests. Let's talk a little bit about Erev Rosh Hashanah in our third idea. Erev Rosh Hashanah is actually one of the most important days of tshuva of the whole year. We have, the Torah says, Erev Rosh Hashanah, we have Aseres Yimei Tshuva, and we have Yom HaKippurim. And the Torah brings a matter that actually one-third of our sins are forgiven on Erev Rosh Hashanah. And on that day, the Pesachim say, the great people, the Tzadikim, fast. And it's so interesting that we don't usually think of Erev Rosh Hashanah as having that capacity of atonement like Yom Kippur or like Aser Simei Tshuva. So I want to share with you a very important idea. You know, this we discussed in the past, how the Gemara says at the end of Megillah that Moshe was masaking for Klal Yisrael to learn the halachas of Yom Tov and Yom Tov, Hilchas Pesach B'Pesach, Hilchas Shavuos B'Shavuos, Hilchas Atzeres B'Atzeres, and the Marsha wants to know, why wasn't Moshe Rabbeinu Masakin that we should learn Hilchais Rosh Hashanah on Rosh Hashanah? And the Marsha says, well, there's a very uh, simple reason for that. Because the avoid of Rosh Hashanah, of course, is tshuva, repentance. But repentance is not reserved for Rosh Hashanah. Repentance is something we have to do every single day of the year. We always have to repent. Like it says in Perkei Avos, that the students of Rabbi Lezer were taught to do tshuva one day before they'll die. So they said, well, nobody knows when they're going to die. He said, exactly, that's why we have to do tshuva daily. Tshuva is something we have to do every single day. But the Ramak teaches us. Ramosha Moshe teaches us. By the way, the Chidah says, in the beginning of Avodah Sakodesh, in the Mayor Ba'etzvah, before every mitzvah that you do, before every tefillah that you say, you have to do tshuva. You should do tshuva. This way you're mitzvahs performed as a righteous person, as a tzaddik. Now, the Ramak teaches that as important as tshuva is, there are four intervals that tshuva is urgent. And that is, whenever a time period is about to come to an end, you always want to do tshuva before that time period comes to an end, because once the time period is over, it's very difficult to go back into that time period and fix it and correct it. And therefore the Ramak says, every day, each day, before the day is about to be over, mincha time, you should try to do teshuva. And before the week is over, Erev Shabbos, before the week ends, you should try to do teshuva. And that's the Indian of Yom Kippur Katan. Before the month ends, before the month comes to an end, you should try to do tshuva. And before the year comes to an end, you want to repent before the year goes back into its account, into its bank account. You want to repent, you want to do tshuva. You know, there's an idea that time is a living entity. The Avraham Zokin Babayamim. Every day is like a living entity. And when that entity, so to speak, comes to an end, you want it to be rectified and corrected before, while it's still active, and you don't have to get back into the account. So that's the important power of doing teshuva on Erev Rosh Hashanah.
Let's talk about the night of Rosh Hashanah. We eat a lot of fruits. This is our fourth idea. I always like to say one of the reasons why we eat a lot of fruits the night of Rosh Hashanah is actually the Gros says not to eat grapes the night of Rosh Hashanah. And the Mepharshim say because the, the Eitz Hadas, which Adam consumed on Rosh Hashanah, was a grape. And that's one Avera that we don't want to be drumming up the night of Rosh Hashanah. But even though Adam HaRishon ate from the Eitz Hadas on Rosh Hashanah, you know, he was given a mitzvah. He was given the mitzvah, Mikol Eitz Hagan Achal Toichel. You should eat from all the fruits of the garden. So just like we don't eat grapes, we try to eat all the other fruits, maybe in commemoration of that mitzvah saseh that Adam Arishan was given. So we eat an apple, we dip it in honey, and we say, By the way, the correct time to make the Yiratzin is you actually want to first bless Hashem. So you first make the bracha, and then you eat a little bit. And then after that, you make a Yehirat sign. Because you want to bless God before you play, pray for your own needs, says Rabbi Pesach Frank. But many people, besides making the Yehirat sign of Shetachadei Shaleinu, Shana Toiba Masuka, you know what else they do? They make a bracha on the apple. After all, dip the apple in the honey, make a bracha on And that's wrong. Don't make a bracha loud and clear. You should not make the ha'etz on the apple. You're not allowed to. Because presumably you're going to be having shivas haminim. And when you have shivas haminim, the shivas haminim goes before an apple. Even if you like the apple better. So it's not halachically correct to dip the apple in the honey and make a bracha loud and clear on the apple. You need to first make a bracha on the pomegranate or the date, provided that you check the date for bugs. If you don't have to check a date from bugs, don't eat the date. The last thing you want to do the night of Rosh Hashanah is consume worms. For each worm, you're chayiv many lavin. So unless you're an expert in checking for bugs, stay away from the dates. But you should make the ha'etz on one of the shiva saminim. And it always struck me, so then, this probably the most well-known song in Judaism is dip the apple in the honey, make a bracha loud and clear. And here Rav Shlomo Zalman says not to do that. And Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zunfeld says not to do that. And Rabbi Chil Michal Tegachinsky says not to do that. And all the Poskim say you shouldn't do that. And here the song says to do it. So this is just another example of there are just certain things that the more widespread something is, the less people think about it. They, people go around singing this song, which is uh, halachically incorrect. And... It should be a reminder that sometimes those things that are so obvious and widespread and well-known could be the most erroneous because nobody pays attention to them. There are many things in our life that we just take for granted that they're true and we never study it, we never analyze it. And even things in our own behavior. There's so many things that we take for granted that what we're doing is okay, that of course it's permitted, everybody's doing it. And there are things that just because everyone's doing it, it doesn't make it correct. And this is a classic case in point. Dip the apple in the honey, but don't make the bracha, because the bracha has to be made on the Shiva Saminim. So, again, we want to thank um, the hosts of tonight's event, Chazak, and tonight's sponsor. 
which is Chickens for Shabbos. Go to the Yad Eliezer website, uh, click the icon for Agunois, Amanois, Malamdim. And tonight's uh, event is in honor of the Sefer of the Mystery and the Majesty. So I want to share with you something from the Sefer of the Mystery and the Majesty. This is coming from uh, the chapter called Premium Tshuva. Many of you are familiar with that Maimar. Uh, it begins on page 48. And one of the questions we deal with in the Sefer is, we just spoke about the Simanim. And we say, God, we eat our carrots, we eat our merin, and we say, please increase our merits. So says, you want me to increase your merits? If you want to increase your merits, increase your own merits. Do it on your own. What do I have to do with it? Hashem doesn't do mitzvahs for us. We've got to do our own mitzvahs. So the one thing that we can ask Hashem to help us out with is to increase our merit. We have to increase our own merit. What's Shanirba Zuchliyaseinu? So we set over uh, a very beautiful idea that there are really two kinds of tshuva. There's tshuva mira, tshuva out of fear, and there's tshuva me'ahava, there's tshuva out of love. And they, there's a very big difference between them. When a person does tshuva out of fear, he merely downgrades the avera. From fidin avera b'mezid, it's downgraded to shaygeg. But when a person does an avera, when a person does tshuva out of love, they actually transform the avera into a mitzvah. So for instance, Chassam Soifer writes, if a person ate treif, and they did tshuva out of love, they transform the avera into the mitzvah of eating from the carbon Pesach. That is how powerful tshuva me'ahava is. To the point where there's an amazing chidosh of minchas chinuch and the chidah and the b'nei yisachar brings this down. That even though the Gemara Yuma and Daf Pevav brings dalid chiluke kapara for forms of atonement, for forms of kapara, that if a person violates an assay, then if somebody does tshuva, then the avera uh, is nimchal immediately. And if somebody violates a lav, then the avera is suspended and you need Yom Kippur to atone. Which, by the way, Rabbi Yonah says, why you make a suda of Yom Kippur? Because until Yom Kippur comes, tshuva alone will not atone for our sins that are violations of a lav. And then if somebody violated Chas Hashem, Malav Sheyesh Kares, even Tshuva with Yom Kippur are not sufficient. One, heaven forbid, needs Yisurim. And then if somebody committed Chilal Hashem, then Tshuva only works together with Misa. And this is a very frightening Gemara. Because that means Tshuva really is effective for very few Averos. Only for Lavin. Excuse me, only for a Mitzvah Saseh. And even Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur will only work with tshuva for chayvei laven, not for chayvei krisus, and not for chayvei misas bezin. But the minchas chinuch, and the chida, and the bnei yisachar have a tremendous chidosh. That when is tshuva limited in the types of averos that it's mechaper for? That's only tshuva out of fear. But if a person does tshuva out of love, tshuva out of avas Hashem, since that tshuva completely transforms an Avera into a mitzvah, so a person does not need, not Yom Kippur, 
and not Yisurim, and not Misa Chas V'Shalom, Tshuva alone could take care of the Avera all by itself. And this is a tremendous Hatzlacha, a tremendous success. If somebody could do Tshuva, may Ahava. In fact, we explained that's one of the reasons why in Yom Kippur we sing Ashamnu in a happy tune. Ashamnu Baganu Go. Why are we singing the Vidoy? The answer is because we're happy that we're cashing in. All these Averos are being transformed into mitzvahs. And therefore, when we're davening, what we're praying for is, please grant us siyanta deshmaya to increase our mitzvahs, meaning, help us do tshuva me'ahava. Tshuva me'ahava is such a great windfall, it's such a great jackpot, it's like winning the lottery. And if Hashem helps us do tshuva me'ahava, it is a great, a tremendous hatzlacha. Okay, I want to share with you another very important idea. This will help us put, in, put ourselves in the right uh, frame of mind for the davening of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. You know, in the main body of the Tefilois of Rosh Hashanah, we say, V'chein tein pachtecha Hashem Eloikeinu Al Yisrael Amecha V'yal Yerushalayim Yihirecha And then we say, and we say, We say, Each paragraph begins with the word, and similarly, where does this word come from? Why do we say the word? And the Avodraham teaches us that the words of the Tefillah, they come from the words of Tanakh, all the words of Shemana Esrei, are sourced in Tanakh. And the word V'chein we find by a very specific instance where Esther says to Mordechai, Lech kinois es kol hayudim animtzim b'shushan v'tzumo alai v'yal toichlu v'yal tishtu shloish es yomim layla v'yoyim Esther says those words when she talks about going to stand before the king. And therefore on Rosh Hashanah, when we are Atem Nitzavim Hayom Kulchem Lefnei Hashem Lekechem, when we too are going to be standing before the king, before the Rebbeinu Shleilam. That is the time that we want to conjure up the image of Esther standing in front of Melech, Melech HaChashverosh. So we, the Anshu Knesset have instituted that we utilize this phraseology, V'chein, 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 because the objective of saying this, these words, V'chein, 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 is to conjure up that image of Esther standing before the king. And in the Siddur Agra, they add an additional insight. And just like Esther had the Hargasha, that she was standing in front of the king, Asher Loi Chados, and if she's standing Asher Loi Chados, 
then she's in a very tenuous and dangerous matzav and very dangerous situation. And her life is on the line. And she's standing there with a great awe and trepidation. So then, we too on Rosh Hashanah, we too are standing before the Rebbeinu Shalom with our lives on the line. Ashaloi Chados not knowing what will be our faith, what will be our outcome. We too are standing before the great Melech, the way Esther felt, standing before the Melech. The tefillah of Rosh Hashanah is the tefillah of Eis Tzara, you know. Some Rishonim, the Chachmei Tzarfas, quoted by Rabbeinu Yoyna Hol, that if you forget, Zachreinu L'chaim, during the entire Aserah Simei Tshuva, or Micha Meicha, you have to repeat the Shemana Esrei. Because, Kol HaMeshanem Yimadbeya Shatavu Chachamim, Anyone who changes the format of the, of the Chachamim is not Yoytzei. And then Rabbeinu Yoyna brings the opinion of the Rosh that no, of course you're Yoytzei, this is a later edition, it's not Ma'akev to say these Tfilois. But then Rabbeinu Yoyna brings like an in-between Shita, he says, even the Chachmei Tzarfas, they would only hold that it's critical on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, which is the Ikra Chasima, but not the rest of the Aser Simei Tshuva. And the question is, Miman of Shach. If it's critical, if it's part of the Matbeya Shatav Bay Chachamim, then any time you omit it, you should have to repeat the Shemana Esrei. And if it's not critical, you shouldn't have to repeat the Shemana Esrei on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. Says Rabbi Ruchamoshin, he says in the name of the Altar of Slavodka, the Tfilois of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are what we call Tfilah Ve'ez Tzara, Tfilah at a time of danger. We know the opinion of the Ramban is tefillah, prayer is midraban and is rabbinic. However, that's at a regular time. But be'is tzara, at a time of distress, the Ramban says, everyone agrees, tefillah is da'iraisa. So since Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, says the altar of Slabotka, is a danger, it's a tefillah be'is tzara. That would explain, says Rabbi Rucham Oshan, the shita of Rabbi Yoyna, that Zechreinu L'chaim is critical specifically on Rosh Yom Kippur because at that time it's Tfilah Be'ez Tzara, it's a Tfilah Do'i Raisa, Tfilah Do'i Raisa, if you tamper even an iota, Layatsa. Rabbi Yerucham Oshin quotes in Mukhe Yosef, who says that even though one should not ordinarily make Nedarim or Nedavais, on Yom Kippur we do it. Just like Yaakov Avinu made a neder, Vayidar Yaakov neder Omar, because Beis Tzara you're allowed to make a neder, and on Yom Kippur says the Nemuke Yosef, it's an Eis Tzara. So this is enhanced by Chazal formulating the special nusach uvechein, thinking about conjuring up the imagery of Esther Hamalka standing in front of the king Asher Loi Chadas. Let me end off with uh, one thought based on the Gemara Rosh Hashanah Daf Tezayin. The Gemara says, Amrav Yehuda, Amrav Kiva. Why does the Torah say to bring the carbon Omer on Pesach? Because Pesach is the, ma- is the Zman of Tevuah and you're being judged on the Tevuah. So we serve Hashem with Tevuah. And why do we bring Shtei HaLechem and Atzeres? Because at Saras we're judged on the fruits of the tree. So Hashem says, bring Shtealechem, wheat is a kind of fruit, so that your fruits will be blessed. And why do we pour water on Sukkis? Hashem says, pour water so I could bless your water. So from this Gemara we see a great principle. The principle is when you're being judged on something, you want to serve Hashem with that item. 
in order to appease Him and to gain a good judgment. So if you're being judged on water, you're going to serve Hashem with water so that you get a good judgment on water. And if you're being judged on grain, you're going to serve Hashem with grain. So let's apply this to Rosh Hashanah. Hashem says, well, what do you do on Rosh Hashanah? V'amru l'fanai b'Rosh Hashanah malchiyos z'chroinos v'shayfaris. Malchiyos, so that you proclaim me as your king. Z'chroinos, so that your remembrance comes up before me for the good. And with what instrument? The shayfar. And then the Gemara says, blow the shayfar of the ayol in order that I should remember Akedas Yitzchak, and I'll consider it like you sacrificed yourself. I don't understand. If on every Yom Tov we serve Hashem with that item, so then what are we doing on Rosh Hashanah to serve Hashem with the item that we're being judged on? I understand on Sukkot we're being judged on water, we pour water for God. But on Rosh Hashanah our life is on the line. So in what way are we serving Him in the item that we're being judged? And I think what the Gemara is saying is, if your life is on the line, then you need to serve Hashem with your life. And if you want to be given a good life, you have to offer your life to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So we're Mam Hashem. What does it mean to be Mam Hashem? When we coronate HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're saying, God, this is your world. What you want is what matters. What you dictate is what matters. What you want of me is what matters. And therefore, if you're the Melech, then I am your subject. I am giving my life to you. So I am serving you with that which, being, that which is being judged. What am I giving you relative to what's being judged? I'm being judged. So I'm giving you me. I'm giving you me. How do we give Hashem us? By proclaiming Him that He's the King. You know, there are many things in this world we say, you know, of course, davening and learning is very important. But as soon as I finish doing what I have to do, I will daven and learn and squeeze Hashem in. Because we look at this world as our world. And let's see if we could fit Hashem in. But we were, by thinking that way, we are not being mam Baruch Hu. We're saying it's our world, we'll fit Hashem into our world. The Avoid of Rosh Hashanah is Hashem Oyri V'yishi. God is my light. You know, why don't we actually do tshuva on Rosh Hashanah? We don't even repent on Rosh Hashanah. All the repentance is afterwards. And the answer is very simple. You know why we don't repent on Rosh Hashanah? Repent for what? What do you want from me? I don't learn enough? I don't have time. I don't daven well enough? I have too much pressure. I have all the things I need to do and, what I, and my spiritual responsibility doesn't fit into my schedule. So it's impossible to do tshuva so long as we think it's our world. In order to do tshuva, we need the light of Rosh Hashanah. We need to say, God, it's your world. Once it's Hashem's world, well, boy, do we fall short. It's not a matter of squeezing Hashem into our lifestyle. It's a matter of what does Hashem dictate our lifestyle should be. And then our own personal needs, we'll see if we could fit it into that. So on Rosh Hashanah, when our life is on the line, we have to give our life to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The idea that Malchios is so paramount on Rosh Hashanah, because since our life is being judged, we've got to serve Him with our life. How do we do that? By being Mamlechim. And that's why the Akedah is so critical. 
by remembering the Akedah, by remembering what Avram Avinu declared to Hashem, that love for a child is secondary to love to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because it's Hashem's world, that's the ultimate procl- proclamation that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Melech, Hashem said, you blow the shoifer, I will remember Akedah, I'll consider like you offered yourself to me, because that's the goal of Rosh Hashanah, Offer yourself when yourself is on the line. That is why Malchios is so central to the day. Every, whenever you're being judged, you've got to serve Hashem with that which you're being judged on. And when your life is being judged, you have to give your life. How do you give your life to Hashem? By being Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch So I thank everybody for joining us this evening and uh, listening to these seven ideas. Number one, Slichos is... The ultimate humbling before God, it's together getting up early to knock on the door. Number two, in Slichos we make 13 requests. Count them tomorrow. 13 requests. Erev Rosh Hashanah, before that year comes to an end. You want to make sure you cleanse it and do tshuva. Dip the apple in the honey, but don't make a bracha loud and clear on the apple. Make it on the Shiva Saminim. Pray, Shanir Bezuchu to increase your merits. How? Pray, Riban help me love you. Help me think that when I do tshuva, I'm not only doing it out of fear of punishment, but out of my love for you, then your merits will be increased manyfold. Recognize the tefillah of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur is a tefillah of Eistzara, it's a tefillah at a time of distress. V'chein, the imagery of Esther standing before King Achashverosh at a time of great danger. And when our life is on the line, we give Hashem our very life and we are Mam Lecha Kadosh so I thank Chazak for hosting tonight's event. Please, whatever you can do to support them. It's a great mitzvah. Chickens for Shabbos. I have a friend in France. He, he says, Oh, I know what Chickens for Shabbos is from all the shiurim that they sponsor. Great. Please go to the website and please give some tzedakah to Chickens for Shabbos. Go to the icon of the Yad Eliezer site, the icon of Amonos, Malamdim, and whatever you can do to help these Yidin, Hashem should give to your family. Shefa bracha v'hatzlacha. And then finally, artscroll.com. Get your Mystery and the Majesty, promo code MYSTERY. Get it delivered to your house. Order many of them for your friends, for your family, for your neighbors, for your cousins, for your shul. Thank you everybody for listening. Wishing you a year of good health. Happiness, nachas from your children, parnas of a revach, gezint, all your tzvish, neskabel, barachma, varatzain, may Akadish Baruch bring Yeshuas and Achamas to all of Klal Yisrael, zivugim hagunim, zarachayev kayama, refua, brios, lanu lechol Yisrael, amen, aksivach simatayva. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.